1: The Foundry, old, gray, and metal to the core.
0: So, hey, I'm Bruce Moore. Uh, Welcome to The Foundry. Uh, That's my partner, Nick. Nick, you want to introduce yourself?
1: Yes, uh, I am Nick Edinger, and I'm the former vocalist of Possession and current vocalist of Frost Like Ashes and Ninth Sphere and um you know the foundry is just uh two old metal guys doing a couple of uh, metal reviews each uh, each month and then one non-metal review and so if you guys want to uh subscribe and like this video and then comment below things that you would like us to to check out whether it's um metal genre or just in a rock genre that would be awesome
0: sweet and so i know this episode we're kind of doing a little something a little bit different we're doing our favorite two picks from i guess 21 or the last year however we want to phrase that and i'm gonna let you start and it's not really far from your wheelhouse when you pick this but you totally blew my mind with this band i'll let you go ahead and introduce them and get started
1: all right, so uh, the first pick that I had uh, was a band called uh, Ramchet, and they are from um, Eastern Europe, so not really a place that you would look to for, um, you know, black metal and all of that, or just for a band in any, uh, in any respect. So uh, this album is called Zanilo lesom And I failed to uh, look up the other song names and how to pronounce them. So it's going to be a little bit difficult. But uh, this was a black metal release that uh, you actually brought to me uh, last year to do a little uh, YouTube review on. And uh, after listening to it for a few times, it easily became uh, my most played uh, album of the year which is why it ended up getting uh, on this list. Um, Before I guess I go into the stuff that I have uh, for it, what thoughts did you have? Because you just more recently listened to it.
0: So I know I gave it to you, but I have so many other things going on that I never really spun it until you picked it for this review show. And like I said, my wife was out doing something and I was sitting in the car and I go, ah, what the heck, I'll put it in now. I was totally blown away. It was not what I was expecting at all. So up front, I'm not the biggest black metal fan, or I am, but I don't know a lot about it. Like, I mean, that's totally your wheelhouse. But right off the bat, I mean, it's so well produced right. while still managing that raw black metal sound, if that makes sense. Um, other things I noticed, I mean, there's tons yep. of, there's tons and tons of, like, tremolo picking and blast beats, and, I mean, his vocals are, are grim- I wish I knew what he was saying because it's in. I think they're Slovakian, right? I believe lots from Slov- Slovakia. But there's lots of acoustic guitar breaks. There's lots of spoken, eerie spoken word breaks. I don't even know how to describe it anymore. Then you really need to check this album out because you blew my mind when you suggested I listen to it.
1: Yeah, I you know I agree. This it is black metal. Um but I don't know of another band really to compare it to. Uh, there are moments within it where you can say, okay, it sounds similar to this band or that band or his vocals uh, sound like this. But as a whole, um, there's not really anything to compare it to. Uh, it is, um, they definitely have their sound, yeah. but every song sounds different. Like you never know what to expect from one minute to the next uh when you're going through the songs. you mentioned that the spoken word parts. Um, not even all of those sound the same. So other other bands like uh Dimoborg or whatever might have uh spoken word parts or or Cradle Filth, you know. Danny does a lot of spoken word, but it's almost all the same. This one, uh, it's whatever needed to happen in that part of the song. It's just uh it's just crazy. And Um, the guitar parts are really intricate. Um, you may have like a a, a section where, uh, one guitar is doing one thing and the other one is doing another, and then they swap spots and the, the one takes over the main melody. And in one particular instance, then the other one actually started in with the vocal, uh, melody, which is, um, it's just, it, it was so interesting and created such vast landscapes Um, it it was just very enjoyable to listen to all the way through. And
0: correct me if I'm wrong, but this is, I mean, at the roots of this, even though it has all these changes, it's still black metal at the core, right?
1: Yeah, I would definitely put it into black metal. There isn't any other way to just say it. And, and um, I would say it's in its tones. It's not heavy. It's not a heavy record. Um, There's, probably one track that's kind of heavy but for the most part it's uh it's more what you would expect black metal guitars to sound like but like you said it's very well produced it's not low low budget it's not lo-fi in any way um but uh but it's very uh a much more treble based album um it's it's uh, it's creating atmospheres rather than uh getting down and and hammering you with uh with some super heavy riffs
0: i also found it interesting that some of the songs are and this is how i can tell when i'm really a fan because some of the songs are really long and i didn't lose interest at all i mean there's enough going on and you know female vocals and keyboards and acoustic guitar there's enough going on with time changes that kept me right through it and i didn't realize you know i was listening to this excessively long song if that makes sense
1: yeah. It takes you, I think I said this in maybe my review, it takes you on a journey. Yeah. Um, even from, even through the album as a whole, it, it does that. Um, so uh, if you're to listen to it straight through, it just goes from one song right into the next song, right into the next song and just uh, the flow uh, just keeps going there. So I don't know. It, uh, it was, uh, it was my favorite, uh, favorite album of the year um and actually you mentioned about some of the long songs this was actually the shortest album of the four that we we selected this time <laughs> I know. um by far actually um so my chop track um i have no idea how to pronounce this but it's uh laws as a Az- zitch probably something close to that so um you'll you'll figure it out uh if you if you take a listen to it um and it's near the near the beginning so the
0: mine mine would be and i'm gonna butcher it too ladova plan that's probably my american uh americanized yeah. version of what it's called but that song was blew my mind
1: yeah that's fantastic as well so cool. well let's uh let's move on to one of yours you had uh two very different ones Yeah. you get to pick which one you want <laughs>
0: So I'm going to go with uh, the one I think was probably my favorite of the year, and I, I come from a, the metal background, but a different side of it than the, than you do. You know, growing up in the hair mm-hmm. metal sort of stuff. And while I appreciate black metal, and I'm learning about it as we go along, I, I think the rash was probably my first exposure to what I would say something outside of hair metal. You know, with stuff like Metallica and Testament and in the late '80s or whatever. And holy sure. crap. Exodus is back. Is all I've got to say. (laughs) This (laughs) record, Persona Non Grata, is absolutely amazing. I mean, you know, they've been through different singers and they've been through different band members, and um, drummer has uh, just beat cancer, and you know, they're doing all this stuff. But some of the records in the past were good, but not great. Persona Non Grata, I think, is great from the top to bottom.
1: Yeah, I totally agree, you know, and, and though I'm more into black metal scene now, um, I also, you know, kind of formed my metal tastes in the eighties. And so, um, you know, Metallica, Slayer Testament, Anthrax, right. all of those were the, in fact, I had my first personalized license plate and said thrash. Oh, no, so, nice. <laughs> i wish I, I wish i still had it but uh yeah so it it was um it was definitely part of my life too and you're i mean this this album is everything that you wanted back in the 80s but the production is just absolutely stellar and his voice is is fantastic um, and it sounds, you know, for the most part, fresh and new. I mean, this is a this is an hours worth of of thrash, so uh, it's a long album, but um, but it's it's great, yeah.
0: So it it definitely is a beating from start to finish. And you mentioned it because it's part of my notes here. I my notes said, you know, they have retained their original eighty sound, but their elements and touches of modern layering and you know modern production. And honestly, I don't know how Zetro does it, but he's still. He might sound the best he's ever sounded on this record.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, There wasn't a vocal wise, there wasn't a weak spot. And he does a number of different vocals and uh, Exodus wasn't Exodus, Sodom, Destruction, all of those uh, I listened to a little bit uh, back in the 80s. But then as as things progressed for me, um, I didn't listen to them a lot, Um, so uh, I can't. I can't say, you know, for sure how varied uh, his vocals have been uh, over the last few albums, but uh, he does a number of different vocal styles and he nails them all.
0: And so there's a bunch of things. I mean, I'm a Holt fan from the beginning anyway, so Holt always comes up with great catchy riffs and the, I mean, yep. right on. But I also thought a no- good nod to the 80s thing that we were talking about or to the old school fans is a guitar solo by Rick Henault, I think his name is. In lunatic liar lord, and it's nice to see, you know, the original member back in, even if he's not in the fold, but at least you know lending his hand to it, and I think that just added a really cool nostalgic touch. Nostalgic, I don't know. Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know the the album starts off with uh, Persona Non Grata, and that thing just um, it 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 uh, kicks you right in the face. Mm-hmm. as uh as loudness would say uh right from the beginning <laughs> you know um and and gets you in the mood for what the rest of this album holds uh slipping into madness is, is just an absolute head banger as well what was your favorite track oh man i, I don't know mind?
0: i really like slipping into madness but i like prescribing horror a lot and even yeah, click on my list I think this whole record, though, was totally, totally made for the pit. It's a shame we don't have shows right now because this is like a pit igniter.
1: Yep. Yeah, the, the beatings will continue until morale improves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I actually was sitting there uh, listening to that song, imagining what I would be doing in the pits. Yeah. <laughs> because, because that one shifts. That one's like the consummate thrash metal song. It shifts and it has all the elements and it and you're doing slow headbangs. You're you're doing fast headbanging. You're slamming each other in the pit. It's it's a great song. Yeah, that was the
0: first single, I think, too. So that was uh, that's the way they started this whole back in like the fall. That was like to the, the whet your appetite. And boy, the record didn't let me down at all. No, no. Nope. So I agree. So- So if I'm going to just sum it up, I think if you're a fan of uh, heavy metal or uh, the thrash metal side or even a fan of Exodus at all, this is definitely an album you want to check out for sure.
1: Yeah, you don't want to miss out on it. And maybe there will be uh, shows coming up here soon, I hope. And uh, we'll get to experience that live.
0: So now we're going to go to uh, your second one. I'll go ahead and let Mm -hmm. you introduce it.
1: Yeah, this one is a band. They haven't been around terribly long uh, called symphony of heaven also another black metal release uh it's called maniacal Entropic discordium and uh it is a pretty long album 78 minutes 12 songs uh which which is uh pretty long for a black metal album um but when i was and this was a late release this was in december so i hadn't had a lot of time to listen to it but uh, the first few times I listened to it, um, I really felt like they are doing something that is on par with Satyricon or on par with uh, like samael mm-hmm. um, like to, to that level, they haven't been around very long, so it may not be quite as mature as what those bands have, have gotten to. Um, I guess my only knock on it is that um they don't seem to have uh, solidified their own sound yet. Um, I don't know if you got a chance to listen to this much or kind of caught on, but each song kind of uh, has its own sound and there are, um, there's some continuity between them, uh, but, uh, but it kind of uh, it it encompasses a lot of different black metal styles when you take the album as a whole and and in fact the last song isn't even a black metal song it's a great song but right. it's it's a uh, definitely not a black metal song so um so i'm i'm excited to see what's what's coming up on it but it it is very um uh very well composed um every the guitar work is fantastic um there's great guitar solos um And which a lot of times you don't get uh, when you're when you're doing black metal. Um, There's really, really good acoustic parts. There's one entire song uh, amid the righteous oaks that's an instrumental and it's like five and a half minutes long, you know, and it's not boring. So how do you how do you do that in black metal? You know, so I felt like it was a great feat.
0: So, I mean, you you talked about the guitars already and, but what I really noticed and especially in the instrumental was the drumming Mason is uh, Mason Beard is his name and he is quite the drummer and he keeps this thing going from start to finish. I think he's got, you know, he's right in that pocket, that black metal pocket, and he's got it going steady. And some of
1: it's fast and some of it's slow. Um, and it was, I remember that after listening to the first time, um, my thought about the drumming was that it was recorded perfectly yeah. it just it just it's right where it needs to be it's not overpowering it it's not vacant it's not absent um it is exactly where you want it to be and uh yeah, it was great,
0: yeah, I liked it so as far as tracks for me. Soul Wretch started off, it wasn't, I don't know if that was for me, it wasn't what I was expecting. I don't know what I was expecting, I guess, but that wasn't what the the one that got me, but I really love Grieving and Darkest Night. Mm -hmm. Both of those were standouts to me for sure.
1: Yeah. Uh, The Grieving is on my list. And then The Darkest Nights is my top pick for this album. So my hope is that they can kind of uh, hone their sound um, and maybe you know do they need 12 songs on an album probably not uh you know so maybe cut it down to eight really really solid songs like like those songs
0: right i mean they're a young man like you said so i think this uh there's definitely a we're gonna hear a lot more from them in the in the coming years hopefully anyway and uh i think they just get better from here
1: Yep, yeah, i agree Sweet. all right so your uh your last one is uh is quite a bit different from the ones we've talked about so far
0: yeah and it's a monster it's it's two albums like 15 tracks i'm talking about mastodon hushed and grim i don't know what you think of mastodon i've i've kind of been a fan from way back crack the sky maybe I don't know when that even was maybe in the early 90s i'm not sure when crack the sky was yeah, but way back then right. i'm thinking early 90s and um i've always been a fan of the band and they've kind of been i'm i'm i maybe on that outside of metal almost it's almost hard rockish at times. I know you can correct me if I'm wrong, I think, but I, I really dig what they do. And there's a reason they're so huge. And there's a reason I think they can pull off a 15 track album is because their, their songwriting is pretty crazy.
1: I, I was stunned when I saw the length of the album. Um, It's almost 90 minutes. It's almost an hour and a half of music. And I have not really uh, been a listener to Mastodon. I can't even remember if I've listened to them. I, mean, they must, I must have listened to them right at the get-go, right. uh, you know, way back in the early nineties, but uh, I haven't been a listener to of them. Um, and so I was kind of surprised at, you know, I would say, yeah, hard rock. Um, I would say progressive, progressive yeah. rock. Which I was, I did not. When I think of Mastodon, because I haven't really listened to them, I would have not put them into that category. So, uh, so that was a surprise to me, and it took me a few tracks to kind of wrap my head around around right. that. But like you said, hard rock. It's it is kind of on the edge of metal. It's not, and and I felt some songs probably fit on the some songs on this album probably fit where they want to be. Mm-hmm. and where where they're the best and then some other ones that actually had a little more metal elements weren't necessarily uh where where they felt comfortable um especially for the vocals.
0: And I think that um well the drummer sings as well which is an interesting uh interesting thing then but I, they had a lot of like weird jazzy sort of maybe flavorful jazz things into their songs. I mean there's an 8 minute mm-hmm. tune I, I think it's Gobbler Gobbler of Dregs is like over eight minutes and yep. it goes everywhere. Yeah. We were talking earlier about you know, Ram Chat going everywhere and adding that song can, includes all kinds of genres, you know, all just kind of a melting pot of, of genres, I guess, into one.
1: Yeah. And that song actually is one of, one of the top picks for me and in the list of the ones that I felt were, where they were in their element. You know, obviously they're a band that's been around forever. Oh yeah. Um, they must have a ton of releases. Uh, so who am I to say where the element is, but just from listening to this album, that's where they felt really comfortable. Um, I kind of, um, I, I caught a little bit on certain songs of a dark tranquility vibe, maybe a fate's warning vibe. Um, although both of those bands are decidedly metal. Right. Whereas, whereas this, uh, this I don't think you should classify it as metal necessarily. I think there's some songs, there's right. moments.
0: Yeah, I think they um, straddle it for sure, but I think it's really emotional too. I mean, sound, songs like "Gigantum" is that the right "Gigantium"? Yeah, it's a super emotional, motion-driven song, and
1: it's I I don't know, it's yeah, uh, like. But then they have songs like Eyes uh, of the Serpents, which has just a fantastic guitar solo. Okay. So just when you think... But I guess it, it probably was... It, it's a guitar solo that could fit on a on a progressive rock album, wh- When you say? Oh, yeah,
0: I think so. And it's yeah. funny because I'm not the biggest fan. If I look back at my history of listening to, to things, I'm not the biggest fan of progressive stuff. A lot of times I think it's more an exercise of overplaying and look at (laughs) me shred. I'm from Berkeley whatever, but for some reason this band has always grabbed me and I think they do it really well.
1: Well, you know, the one aspect that I got out of the album is it's all some songs very strongly. It's almost um, a seventies hard rock vibe to them. Like they're pulling that into their songs. And that's probably why, you connect with that a little bit more than other progressive bands. That's just, that are just, uh, you know, trying to play as many notes as as they can or whatever. Cause this really has the down to earth feel uh, to me.
0: And I also think that there's a sort of, I don't know if I should say talent, but a sort of, uh, way of doing things where, you know, you can play, you know 90 miles a minute and you can add all those triplets or whatever you want to do but not doing it sometimes you know holding it back mm-hmm. for the sake of the song is sort of excellent as well if that's the word i want to use up does that make sense
1: yeah absolutely it's almost like what we were talking about with uh billy idol earlier where um his ability to hold back his vocals actually was where his strength well you know was was uh was lying and where, where his strings were. Um, and I think this, uh, this album displays that, uh, definitely. It's, it's, uh, I don't know. I, would you say it has, it's bluesy at all, or like, I don't know. It's just it, something seventies rock. Just,
0: I could see the seventies um, progressive rock, like maybe a heavier sort of Kansas-y sort of thing. And, okay. Maybe, but yeah. uh, but not too. I mean, they, they definitely straddle the fence at times. It, it becomes heavy. It's got jazz. I, I don't know where this, how to really confine them. And maybe I don't want to confine them to a genre. I just love it. I mean, I listen to it all the time in my car. It's almost on, you know, spin daily. Yeah, We're it's on.
1: another band that I couldn't find a really a band that compares to them. I feel like oh. that they're, they're in and of themselves, their own genre.
0: and they i mean obviously people get them because they can sell out arenas you know they're not a club band they're yeah and i believe the grammy winners right i wouldn't doubt it
1: like i said i don't know a whole lot Yeah, i'm
0: pretty sure i i remember somewhere down the path that they uh have a grammy for something Maybe the maybe the last one
1: but so anyway, what was your uh, top pick for this, for this album?
0: Well, that's tough. So <laughs> Very I re-
1: difficult, I imagine.
0: <laughs> yeah, so that's tough, but I really liked uh, Gigant- Gigantium. I liked mm-hmm. Teardrinker a lot, but mm-hmm. I think The Beast was probably one of my favorites.
1: Yeah. I, the Beast is on my list of the songs that I felt they really were in their element, uh, but Teardrinker was by far my favorite uh, track on the album um it has great great vocal lines and um there was even little moments where the vocals uh played right along with the melody of the rhythm guitars and and then went away from them all in the same line it was uh, it was just really really well done and um so yeah tear drinker was was uh my pick for the album Sweet.
0: So, I want to say before we end this thing that I appreciate you doing this because I'm being turned on to stuff that I didn't even know. Well, I mean, I knew they existed, but I probably wouldn't have popped it in because there's so much else going on. And so, you know, it's constantly coming at me doing the podcast and doing all this other stuff that I don't have time to listen to everything. And you picked uh, that Ram Chat is definitely going to be in my playlist. So, I appreciate, you know, what we're doing here. Even if nobody else is listening, I'm learning about you. Yeah.
1: No <laughs> Well, and I would have never listened to Mastodon. I mean, how many years has it been? (laughs) I haven't yet. So, um, you know, so it, it is, uh, it's a great exercise, even if we get to some albums that aren't really our thing, or maybe we end up not even liking them. We haven't really hit one of those yet, but um, I'm sure it may happen in the, in the future. Um, I, it's, it's doing the same thing for me and, and any, you know, at this age, I'm understanding that this is how you uh, spread your horizons and become better as a musician yourself and better as a, as a listener of, of music. Um, and, uh, and so I, I guess what we're saying to each other, I think we both hope is uh, going to be the effect that we have on anybody that's watching these. Um, that don't just uh, count them out because you didn't like something they did in the past, you know, Uh, you know, take these, take these albums and at least listen to them once through and and then give us your opinion. So. I agree. And
0: also I think it was, I was, when I was prepping for this, I think it's like the old tape trading days, right? I'm learning about all these new bands from you. It's it's like we're in a record (laughs) store trading tapes or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite fun. It is. I appreciate it. So, anyway, if you're listening and you made it this far and you care, please go check out all four of these bands, uh, support them, and let us know what you think. And, like Nick said earlier, if you want to throw suggestions what to listen to, metal or not, it's, it's up to you. Comment down below and please subscribe as well.
1: The number you have reached is 100.7 WMS. It wasn't just a radio station, it was a lifestyle. Cleveland is a rock and roll city for sure. Right? I do like the city. Yeah! The Wrath of the Buzzard.
0: The rise and fall of one of the most iconic radio stations in America. Profiles. The Wrath of the Buzzard. P-R-O-H Files. Subscribe now wherever you get podcasts.